1: How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving
2: ten lucky sports clubs the chance to win a ten thousand dollar grant towards their own digital
1: scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au/BSV.
2: There have been many stories about Origin. On We're proud to bring you our homegrown Queensland Origin Legends. Queensland! It's a miracle! The Untold Stories. Proudly supported by Franklin.
1: Hi, this is Scott Sattler and welcome to Origin Legends, The Untold Stories, where we look into Origin careers through the eyes of the players that didn't get the accolades of the Lewises, the Lockyers, the Langers and the Camp Smiths, but still played a pivotal role in the history of Queensland's state of origin. From Game 1 in 1980, when Big Artie led his players into battle against the might of the Blues, that night and that very image of the immortal Arthur Beetson gave hope to the future of Queensland Rugby League. The Untold Stories follows the players who wore the mighty maroon jumper with pride and distinction but never dominated the headlines like some of their teammates, but their story is still just as important. This is their story. You're welcome to Queensland Origin Legends, The Untold Stories, uh, wherever you're listening via the SENQ or SEN app or the via the podcast. And... The show is proudly brought to you by Armorex by Franklin. Security screens with strength and looks. And this week is our special guest, a young man who on his day, the most exciting wingers in the game. Uh, his story is filled with youthful excitement, accolades, heartache, resurrection. He played three games for Queensland Maroons and three tests For Australia in 2011, he was a representative in the Indigenous All Stars as well. Jaral Yao Ye joins us on Untold Stories. How are you, Gerald?
0: I'm good, mate. How are you, Sats? It's uh, it's good to be able to come on here and have a chat, mate.
1: No, I've really I've loved watching you continue uh, to get your continued growth um, off the field and. And always such a pleasure to be around, and and I'm really looking forward to this chat. Well, you're 32 now, Gerald. How, how's life?
0: Life's good, mate. I'm uh, I'm a father, uh, I'm a husband. Um, so you know, you could say that. I suppose that first part of my life is sort of yeah, it's sort of sort of finished now. That footy side of life, and yeah, I've become a I've become a dad, and um, like I said, I'm a husband, and I really enjoy uh, this part of life. Obviously, it's not uh, it's very different to playing rugby league, but. um yeah, I love it a lot. I love, I'm, I'm a very big family man as well, so it's something that's very close to my heart, you know, doing a lot of stuff with my family. So, yeah, this this part of my life is, uh, is enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the, the period of your life which has been servicing the community for so many years. Uh, now, can we put this to bed? I've heard three versions of pronunciation of your surname throughout your career. Rabs would say, Great try by the young Jorale Yayi," and he's a great kid to watch this Jorale Yayi in the space of 30 seconds so can you put to bed the correct pronunciation
0: well i mean look a lot of people (laughs) said it completely differently and i look i don't really mind how people say it Uh, as long as you know it was on uh if Rabs was saying it anyway it didn't really bother me because he's (laughs) a great man right um but but it is Yal yay um that's how it's always been said in my family and um, yeah, it's a uh, it's actually Chinese descent. My yes. last name. So um, my my grandfather is South Sea Islander. Um, you know, as you know, a lot of cane farmers came over uh, in the day. Uh, Chinese cane farmers, and um, that's sort of how my my last name um, came about. It's a funny story, actually. One of my mates, when he started to play me when I was younger, they were actually looking for a little Chinese <laughs> fullback running around the field, but didn't realise. <laughs> Uh, who I was when they they seen me. So it's a it's a pretty funny
1: story. I mean, you've got so many great cultures, haven't you, in, in your bloodlines? Like you said, uh, surname is Mandarin Chinese descent. You've got a, a grandmother who was part Samoan. They lived in Vanuatu before coming to Queensland. Um, from a, an Olympics point of view, you could play under numerous flags.
0: <laughs> I could have done a lot of things. Yeah, I could have done a lot of things. Um, but no, look, I'm um, I'm I'm a proud. I'm also obviously a very proud yep. Aboriginal boy as well, and that's that's a that's a big part. Obviously, um, you know that that I'm very proud of. You know, sixty thousand year old, our know, blood is running through my veins. So yeah, that's a that's a plus as well, mate.
1: In relation to being a proud Indigenous boy, is it um, the name of your your tribe is is it is it pronounced? If you could pronounce it for me.
0: Yeah, there's a few actually. There's a few ways to pronounce it. So, Margany is um Margany, yep. is, is how. Yeah. Margany is um is one way to say it, but there is there's 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 more other ways to say it. So, Martin G as well is another yes. way, and um, uh, and there's, there's there's probably like three or four ways, but I just try to stick to those two because um, otherwise it gets a little bit confusing every time I'm trying to explain it to everyone. So yeah, no, that's there that that's side of my family come from out west out at like Cunnamulla and yeah. Corby Way and that's the, uh, that's the aboriginal side of my family which I'm, if I'm like I said that's very very proud of.
1: Yeah, I'm going to talk about a little bit later on about the indigenous all-stars that you played in and and how connected you are when you were in that camp. Now we're a week out from Origin 3 2022. Do you still get itchy feet around this time?
0: I think this is the only thing I really do get itchy for. Um you know, it's it's what you do, and, and you know, mate. Like it's it's what you dream of when you when you start playing rugby league as a kid. And you've, you know, it's a bit of a cliche. A lot of people hear that and and, and say that you know you want to do that when you when you're growing up, especially when you're a New South Welshman or a Queenslander. And um, for us Queenslanders, you know what it's like, mate. It's these it's it's in it's just in our blood um, to to be able to want to do that. As soon as you as soon as you run on a pitch to play rugby league, you know it's it's definitely something that's in your sight. Did I ever think I was going to play Origin? Nah, I didn't, but um, it's definitely something you always aspire to as a young fella. And, and the answer to your question is definitely. I, you know, I really, I really think I'd like to think that I'd probably still be playing, you know, if I didn't have this unfortunate accident, uh, you know, next next Wednesday.
1: Mm. Now, tell us what Gerald Yao Ye's junior footy was like. I mean, did you play a lot of rep teams? I know you went to Fernie Grove High, which wasn't known as a one of the school of excellence from memory when it came to rugby league. So. What was your junior footy made up of?
0: Well, I actually started playing soccer first, actually. I was uh, um, a big soccer fan. Um, I still am. I'm, a, I'm an Arsenal fan at heart. I'm a gooner. I've been a gooner since I was about 10 years old. And um, I know a lot about soccer. I think that's probably what a lot of people don't know about me. Is um, Yeah, I played a lot of um, you know rep, rep um, soccer. I went down to um, Canberra uh, in AIS for futsal as well when I was younger. And, um, and, and I loved it. Um, I was a goalie. I was a striker. I was a winger. So um, yeah, I could play a few positions. But footy, I didn't start till I was, you know, till I was about twelve years old and uh, eleven years old, I think, in, in school. And it was only because I played it in the netball courts at uh, Grovely State School here in the north side of Brisbane. Um, at first glance of it, I hated it because a lot of big boys piled on top of me when they tackled me <laughs> once, and I thought I'd never play the game again. But um, you know. I think it's it's sort of in my blood, and I, I started playing a little ball. I love, love hitting people more than I love getting tackled, um, <laughs> and I suppose that's where it all started here. I still live in the area on the on the north side of Brisbane, near Arana Hills, and I played my first game of footy in, uh, at the West Arana Panthers here, uh, and, yeah, that would, that would have been the first time I ever played in a Grovely State school, so I wasn't... I didn't have a lot of. I mean, I, sorry. I, I, when I say that, I'm probably being a bit humble. I did make the Queensland side when I was under twelve, so my first year of playing um, footy. But then I didn't. I didn't make any. I didn't make any um, really rep sides until I was about eighteen. After that,
1: yeah, it's amazing how many rugby league players start out playing soccer. and I think it's pretty. It's. It's. I think it's great for your hand-eye coordination. Also, yeah, I don't think you battle scarred or you, you get. You can get a lot of fear in playing rugby league as a young kid, which can actually work in reverse when you get into your teenage years, Jarrell?
0: Yeah, I mean I guess, um I'm just I was just brought up as a hardhead. Like honestly, <laughs> I I that's just how I was brought up. I had a lot of um a lot of a lot of cousins who um a lot of older cousins who were girls. So, uh, you know, it was a bit there was a there was a bit part there of me where Um, you know, I was, I was a bit more of like just hung out with the girls, but then obviously when my younger, um, other cousins grew up, we, you know, we'd play a lot of footy, even my neighbors, um, where I, where I grew up and, you know, around Ryland street in, um, in Arana Hills, um, is I played a lot of footy on the side of the road with some tough boys. And I suppose that's where I, I, I did my, uh, you know, my apprenticeship and, i 'm um, still i 'm still friends with one of my neighbors who I grew up with who who um, was really rough with me, but uh yeah it was it was it was a good thing that he was
1: <laughs> well it all starts around two thousand and eight we 're going to come back after the break and talk about the Toyota Cup and how much of a, a great platform that was for some some great NrL players moving forward but also a setback for you when you're a 17-year-old when you, you first go to Sydney. Um, this is Queensland Origin Legends with Jarrell Yeah, The Untold Stories proudly brought to you by Armorex by Franklin Security Screens with strength and looks.
2: Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends. The Untold Stories. Proudly supported by Franklin. This is
1: SEN's Queensland Origin Legends. The Untold Stories. Yeah, welcome back. Fog number 172, Yao Yowye joins us on Untold Stories. And, and Jeral, we spoke about your upbringing and, and also uh, playing rugby league not until you're 12 years of age, starting with soccer. But as a 17-year-old, first year out of school, you have a scholarship contract with the Parramatta Eels. You make your way to power as a 17-year-old. Um, but Rod Reddy, the recruitment manager... For more reports, says, "Well, I don't think you're going to be an NRL player, so I'm going to send you back home." Did Did you believe him at that stage? That you probably couldn't make it in the NRL, or did we? Did you use that as a bit more hunger and motivation to to push forward?
0: Yeah, I, I think it was it was ammo for me. I really, so it wasn't really like a, I wasn't really worried. To be honest, I was a bit upset, obviously, because you know, uh, you know, someone like his stature to to tell you that you. As a young man you in a way you sort of believe them, but you also you know i also give myself every opportunity to mm. to to prove people wrong as well and um i don't I don't hold anything against uh rocket i mean he's a a great man, and to be honest i i'm I'm glad I went the path I did because um you know I love the brisbane Broncos, and <clears throat> um you know this is my home, so it just it probably in the end made it a little bit sweeter
1: so when you talk about the Broncos. You're back in Brisbane it's the end of 2017 but there's new competition This exciting competitions going to start in 2008 it's the Toyota Cup the national under 20s competition did the Brisbane Broncos did they contact you immediately knowing that you were coming back
0: <laughs> No they didn't actually um <laughs> I had to get my manager at the stage to sort of do a bit of uh feeling around and um they gave me a tri- train and trial um in preseason in two thousand and seven leading into the two thousand and eight uh season and um my manager basically just said you got an opportunity you <laughs> you gotta train the house town. There's a few there's a few spots left in that uh top thirty for that for that uh, under twenty side and yeah I, I I went to training every single day and, and busted my bum to uh to get an opportunity and I'm so glad I did. Um I tell you what, that was that's still to this day though the hardest preseason I've ever ever done because they were trying to, they were really trying to pick the kids apart and who who was ready for this and who wasn't and uh, yeah we um we figured out if we were ready or not that's for sure. Well,
1: it was a great grounding, wasn't it, for a lot of you players that that uh, went on to play Origin and, and NRL careers and I've got to say I was commentating that game, the Brisbane Broncos versus the Canberra Raiders Grand Final, one of the most heartbreaking losses I think I've commentated. And there were seven minutes to go, 28... It's 26 all, I should say, and sorry to do this to you. This is how the game finished in extra time.
2: Oh. ...their half. It's a way for Picker, a chance to run the football. Chip over the top, field on the full. Great chance for the Raiders. Kennedy with the ball. Raiders are going to score. Raiders have won the grand final. They've broken the deadlock. This one...
1: Best out. Never gets easy to listen to, does it?
0: No, it doesn't. But you know what? I think a lot of people gonna understand. We did the hard way. We we, we went to that grand final of the hard way. We were we were supposed to get beaten by the Warriors the week before. We beat them on the Hooter. Um, you know, we we didn't really get told that we'd get into that grand final because of the, of the way we went. We had to go through the Bulldogs as well. And yeah, we we just we had a we had a good lot of boys who had a, who had who had great character and a never die uh, effort but you know in the end um, sometimes some of that stuff doesn't matter and you I mean I I still say to Benny Hunt if you could kick a uh, a, a penalty from uh, sorry a conversion from the uh, sideline then we probably would have won it mate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Keep in mind yeah it it was yourself and Benny Hunt, Josh McGuire, Andrew McCulloch, Alex Glenn just to name a few and that Canberra side was stacked as well and and you make the under-20s team of the year when you're saying you had to work so hard in the pre-season just to make the top 30. And, but that was a great stepping stone to therefore make your debut the following year, round one against the Cowboys. It was one of the great Queensland derbies this game, especially versus the Cowboys. 18-14 in favour of Newell Queensland and 15 minutes remaining. This happens.
2: Sedou to play it. McCulloch for Lockyer. Lockyer then for Hunt. Throws it out. Is he is has scored Brisbane, and both wiggers on debut have come up with four-pointers. Remember these names, Antonio Winterstein and Gerald
1: Yali. Great memory, great memories. Was your debut everything you imagined? Yeah. I
0: it was, mate. Um, well, to be honest, I didn't know where I would would ever make my debut. Uh I just knew that. I mean, as a young kid and, and wanted to play. I knew I was going to do it somewhere. I just just was never sure. But to have that moment in front of my family, uh, in, fr- in front of fifty two thousand uh, mm. at Sun Group Stadium, like you got to remember that that derby has been built probably you know around that era where we where a lot of us young boys were coming through, and it and that uh, you know that rivalry that really that really uh, really was hard. Now that you know, like it's a four X derby. I know we've been you've done this year but um it, it it's really been built around that and lead up to that grand final in fifteen. So it was it was special to be a part of that. I think I think Peter Wallace kicks that field goal that game one too to, to win it for us um as well in that in that year as well. So yeah, I, I've got some really fond memories of that first year as a as a first grader and, and and especially that debut because me and um me and Antonio Winterstein, we worked our bums off to uh be in that side and we, we, we got that opportunity
1: well you play through 2009 early injury early in 2010 but correct me if I'm wrong did you that 2010 year as a 20 year old do you get pulled into the state of origin squad you don't play but do you get pulled into the squad throughout that series
0: I did I did In uh it was I don't know I can't remember what game it was now but I was 18th man um in in that year in 2010 so i'm not sure if a lot of people remember that but i i've still got my 18th man jersey um you know i was still like it's still it's still nerve-wracking being that guy because if someone goes down you know that's <laughs> you've got to play so mm. um yeah that was it was it was pretty um nerve-wracking that year but it was a great experience and um you know you see these days uh all these other players getting pulled into these camps. It didn't happen like that back then. It was one person, you know, yeah. it was one or two people, where they they got a squad of twenty, you know, twenty three. Um, now that you have a, a few other boys to lean on, if you're if you're um, you know preparing. So, um, yeah, that was a great experience, and uh, I'll I'll never forget that first camp. I was I was in with the Maroons, and uh, yeah, just it was just a good experience to, for a stepping stone for me to be able to to uh, you know obviously debut it a year after.
1: You know, 2011 was a big year for you from an Origin and, and Test perspective but 2010 i'd like to think it's probably equally as important because you get to represent the indigenous all-stars for the first time to still today is that a highlight representing your family
0: oh definitely and i you know what i i still remember that um you know there was a lot of voting going on um you know around that time that's how they picked the side mm. and um when i when i got told that i was high up in the voting by our team manager at the Broncos and and I'd been chosen in the squad. I was like, I was, I was just so, so taken back um, from, from, from that, from not only from the fans that obviously wanted to see me play in that jersey, but that was my first representative jersey, you know? So yeah, to do it for my people and um, to play, uh, you know, in the same game as Preston Campbell, who was my idol growing up when I watched footy um, and, and then the likes of Wendell Saylor, who, you know, I would like to think that I was going to hopefully go on and um, do the same thing that he's done in the number five jersey at the Brisbane Broncos. That was, you know, to be with the, the likes of those guys was, was was very special, but to do it for my family and my and my um, my people as well was a very special moment.
1: Yeah, outstanding scenes, those Indigenous All-Star Games. And as we talked about, 2011 is the year you make your debut test and origin. And it's during that period where there's eight in a row for Queensland, so you're amongst great company and you make your debut that year, and we're going to cover that next. Uh, So stick around. Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Proudly brought to you by Armorex, by Franklin. Security screens with strength and looks.
2: Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, the Untold Stories. I'm Darren Lockyer,
1: captain of the 4X Queensland Maroons. Tonight's lineup at fullback, Billy Slater. On the wings, Darius Boyd, Gerald Yao In the centres, Dane Nielsen, Willie Tonga. With me in the halves, Jonathan Thurston. The back row, Ashley Harrison, Nate Miles, Sam Thido, Front Row, Cameron Smith, Matt Scott, Petro Sivaneseva, On the Bench, Corey Parker, Jacob Lilliman, Cooper Cronk, Ben Hennett. Yeah, welcome back to Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Gerald Yao Yee, and even his captain Darren Lockie got it wrong, Jaral Yao ye but I don't know why we don't do it anymore, where we introduce the players and, and their junior clubs and how does that make you feel when you yeah. – does it still give you goosebumps when you hear that your name it's is so- in a side it's like just that?
0: nostalgic as. Yeah. Yeah, like I was just thinking in my – like just thinking in my head like, what a squad, um, what a team to be a part of. Um, I mean, yeah, I just I just feel – yeah, I'm just humbled to be a part of that. Mm. I mean, it's a pretty cool <clears throat> when you get an opportunity to – I suppose that's to, to listen to that um, and, and and sit back and go, yeah, I was a part of, you know, a dominance – Era where you know we were we, we were we were so I'm just so grateful to be mm. a part of that and, and for, for Lockie to call your name out um, watching him as a kid as well is yeah is, is the uh, is the icing on top
1: yeah it's pretty surreal that was the game one State of Origin of 2011 your debut at Suncorp Stadium can you remember the day Gerald how your name was called out who told you
0: yeah I do actually um, it was Mel Meninga called me um I remember I remember how I was uh he called me I remember I was I remember like I was yesterday I was at Ben Hunt's house actually um and pretty sure we just had a pretty sure we just had a nice Saturday quiet nice Saturday night at home (laughs) um and (laughs) the Sunday morning was obviously where they did most of their calls and um, previous to this, I'd obviously had, had played um, for Australia, you know, before I'd played for Queensland. Mm. So, uh, you know, I thought I had an inkling, but I, I still wasn't sure. So, yeah, to get woken up on a Sunday morning um, where my head wasn't amazing, but to hear that call, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, uh, yeah, I straightened out pretty quickly. And um, I, I remember telling Ben first. Uh, I don't think I've said this story before, but I, I remember telling Ben first before I called anyone because he was there. And he was just so astounding because me and him have such a close bond, Yeah. Um, you know. And it showed obviously on the footy on the footy field when, you know, we played footy together. Uh, it was just a, it was a, it was as much the same bond we had off the field. So, yeah, that was a pretty special day uh, getting called by Mal. And I actually thought I'm not going to lie to you, I thought because there's a lot of jokes get played back then. <laughs> I actually thought it wasn't Mal at first. So. Uh, <laughs> I said you're taking the piss, and he goes, "No, no, it's it's me, mate." Um, so I just had to double check because I know a lot of Broncos boys uh, like to play a lot of jokes. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's it's enough to get a call from Mount Meninga, but to get a, a call on a Sunday morning, hungover, yeah, it would straighten you out. Now you you tell Benny <laughs> Hunt first, but who's the first person you actually physical call, physically
0: call? Is it your mum? Yeah, it's my grandmother. No, okay. it's my grandmother first. I mean, I, I um the uh, and. My mum understands this, yeah. um you know my grandmother is a matriarch of our family, and uh nothing like you know my mum's not upset about that. it's just yeah i just I had this bond with my grandmother that um you know i that i uh, you know i didn't have with obviously i had I was very close with my mum as well, but oh yeah, that was the first person I called because she you know she was at um, my mum was a single mum, so she worked a lot uh you know even to make money for us so to come to most of um sporting games you know all of them was was mainly my grandmother because of that reason mum making the money in the house and um yeah when i called her she yeah she was in hysterics um which which didn't put me in good stead <laughs> straight away but um yeah i still remember you know my my grandmother's passed now so you know for for me to be able to share that moment with her was was a very very special moment but mum was mum was the second person I called immediately and she my mum's a bit more of a she knew she knew um yep. she knew I was gonna so that was her that was her you know answer to me she's like I'm not surprised and um yeah I love her for that as well she's a, she's a strong woman as well
1: yeah that's a special connection that you have something close to your heart with your your grandmother to be able to share those those really special moments mate there's something they'll never take away from you and and when you talk about your debut in 2011 does it make it easier having guys like Lockie as your captain, your semi-thigh day and co, and it's played at Suncorp, Sun or are you still a bundle of nerves?
0: Um, oh, To be honest, I'm not a – like if you had seen me – I mean, I, there wasn't a lot of camera work back then, but I'm not a very nervous person when it came to, um, you know, being in the shed. So it made it a lot easier, yeah, that Lockie – was playing in the side that, you know, I played week in and week out with Sammy was there. Uh, it, it did make it a lot easier, but at that stage in my career, I'd understand, I understood my preparation. I understood how I needed to prepare, uh, what fitted best for me, and that was just to not worry about footy. Like, I didn't, I never, I didn't, when I went into the sheds, I never thought about I was going to play a game of footy. It was always, I'm in there just listening to my music, um, annoying people, which was, not the best thing for everyone, but um, I, I had to learn how to curve that pretty well as well because I was just a really jittery person. That's just how I was. I was really, you know, high octane, loved to get around, pers- you know, personality, high personality, and that's how I got ready for games. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't that nerve-wracking, but I think when I ran out on the field and that crowd went up and um, I looked and seen my family, um, well, I was getting a little bit goosebumps saying that, but it, that's... That's why you play the game, I think, and you, yeah, you you, you live for those moments. And no. you know, my best friends were in the crowd that night with my, you know, with my whole family standing with them. So those are things you never forget. And to do it at Suncorp was just a cherry on top as well, because you know that's my home crowd. They're my that's my people. Mm. So it was a special moment.
1: Yeah, you represent so much more, don't you, when you run out in the field? It's the jersey, not only your immediate family, your friends, your junior clubs, but the score's six. Queensland, New South Wales, nil. It's early second half and this happens on debut.
0: He'll play the ball 20 metres out from the line. Both got the chief tackler and Smith does some dancing, gets it on to Lockyer, Berg with that
1: in, Hannon got it, about down to Kronk, Kronk puts a kick in behind, you Yeah, you made something out of nothing, but listening back on that, Rabs just makes it sound so special, doesn't he?
0: He does, mate, and he's um you know, he's definitely gonna be Mr. Big Solar uh, you know, calling games. But it's weird that we um you know, I listen to that again. I haven't I haven't heard that in a while, uh that you know, that audio. I haven't seen <coughs> haven't really watched um like a lot of my footage uh but I think now that I have a son I'll probably will look back on that and show him one day. But it's weird because that The night before my game, um, I said this to Cooper Crock. I had a dream that Cooper Crock kicked me a kick and I scored a try. And I told <laughs> Cooper that the morning of our team walk. And I know that seems crazy to some people, but I had this weird knack of manifesting things before they happened. And um, I'm a big believer in uh, the law of attraction. And, um, you know, I believe that I manifested that before it happened. And when, if you, if you watch the footage of that a long time ago, I remember Cooper patting me on the head um and going that's he goes this is insane and i just was like i just don't have any i didn't have any words for it i was like that did that just happen and yeah you know the other thing is that you know i can't you know put away that a lot of my hard work like i, I always competed for everything and you know that might have been the, <laughs> the death of me at the end obviously and, and how i ended my career but i yeah i i just love to compete for everything and i never wanted to leave any stone unturned. so um you know what you heard then was 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 something that um you know I've been doing for a very long time but but you know I've reaping in the awards there.
1: Yeah, great debut, go down to Sydney get beaten game 2, Decider 2011 at Suncorp. You're 21, you're on the biggest stage in your third origin and again in origin 3 you find your way to the try line.
2: His performances were undeniable this year for the Broncos. And this is an undeniable performance we're watching from Queensland. Given
1: the glove of possession, that scoreboard now probably reflects the possession ratio more than it did, say, ten minutes ago. There's a problem.
2: Not for Yao Yi, there's not. He scores. Gerald Yao Yi goes in to score his second origin try ever. He scored on Dabu, you might remember.
1: the youngest player on the ground and his soccer days helped him out that day because remember he had, a, he had a right foot kick it past the Morris twin and and score his second try in Origin amazing yeah. amazing look back
0: yeah I still got a bit of stick from Lockie about that because it's obviously his, go, his finish <laughs> his last game and I, I didn't look to pass to him uh, he was right next to me so um, I just told him to stop being so selfish. You've, you've got all the accolades, mate. So, um, this one, this one's for me. So, no, I, no, I took that in my stride. And um, you know, I think things like that they just build your confidence as as a young player. Like, my confidence was soaring. Uh, you know, I was playing the best footy I could possibly play, and to do it on a stage where I score my Broncos try, tries yep. week in and week out, uh, it didn't feel any different to me. It just felt. It felt natural and it came natural. So, yeah, always always good to get a, a try, you know, to side hunts, um to put the Blues away.
1: Southwest corner. That was Jarrell Yayay's corner. And the rest is history. Queensland win the series 2-1 and Jarrell Yayay plays a, a pivotal role. Now, after the break, we're going to talk Jarrell Yayay's favourite teammates on and off the field, his journey that involves some dark days and what next in the life of Jarrell Yayay. This is Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories, proudly brought to you by Armorex and Franklin security screens with strength and looks.
2: Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's
1: Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Yeah, welcome back to Queensland Origin Legends. Fog number 172, Jarrell, yay, we've covered his debut, his childhood. Those great tries in the 2011 Origin Series, his debut Origin Series, which he played a, a major role in, Darren Lockyer's last game at Origin, that, that game three in 2011 as well. And, and we, we're going to cover 2012, which you know, didn't, wasn't a great year for, for Jarrell in, in rugby league terms. But before we get to that, Jarrell, your favourite teammate on the field, the player that made you feel like you could just win every game.
0: Ooh. That's a tough question. Um, that's like, you know, saying who's your favourite kid when you've, got, when you've got kids. I mean, I'm lucky I've only got one at the moment, so I can, I've only got one to choose from. Um, look, to be honest, um, it's probably a little bit different for me because I played a lot of footy with this guy. I mean, there, there's probably a lot of people that would say Darren Lockyer. Um the guy that made me feel so comfortable when I played footy with him, and I don't think we played enough footy together, was Ben Hunt. Mm. Um, like, I don't know, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people might will go will think I'm crazy, but if you're asking me the question, who made me feel comfortable, who made me better, um, Benny Hunt was by far my go-to guy. And it's just weird. I always just could look at him. Um, he'd know what I was thinking. I'd know what he was thinking. Uh, and, you know, it showed him that, 2008 inaugural 20s year, well, you know, I scored 27 tries and 20, I reckon 23 of those were off his <laughs> kicks. Um, and, and that's just the bond we had. Like, I don't know, he was just, he was just a different beast when we played footy together and I begged and begged and begged Hook to, to play him more when 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 Hook became the coach. And, you know, that was still a time when Lockie was a ground, so, and Peter Wallace, so it was a bit hard to, to push him in the side all the time, but I always had his back, so... I mean, there's a lot of players that, you know, Lockie, obviously, but, but Benny Hunt made me feel comfortable and, and he was always a guy I, I really enjoyed playing
1: with. Yeah, that, that's that's great to hear that, you know, usually people go to the go-to legends, but um, yeah, everything I hear about Benny Hunt, Gerald, on the field but off the field is nothing but positive. I just hear he's one of the greatest human beings you could ever meet. He's always there for his teammates and you'd know better.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like he's, the way he's handled himself in his career and he's, you know, he's had some... He's had a bumpy road here and there, but um, if you know Ben, um, you know you know he he puts his teammates first, and <clears throat> um, everything that he's had to go through in his career, and, you know the, the the rough patches, he's always uh, attacked at front on, and it's showing his type of footy at, at the Dragons at the moment. And I really hope you know he goes out with a premiership before he, before he leaves, because he's one guy that I think deserves one. It just would be weird not to see a guy of his calibre mm. um, take out a premiership.
1: When you look at favourite teammates off the field, you look back about all the good times off the field, is Benny Hunt that same person or is there Ooh. another player that comes to mind, your favourite teammate off the field?
0: <laughs> There's several players. There's several players. I mean, like, this is probably this is probably a better question than playing on the field. I mean, this, <laughs> is a, this question is, you, you need you need to have this stuff off the field. I'm a big believer in, if you're not in, if you're not enjoying playing with your teammates off the footy field, then, then how are you supposed to bond with them on the field? So, I mean, I could I could rattle a lot off. Um, you know, Jack Reed brings a bell to me. I mean, he's, I, I never had an issue with having a beer with the Big Red. Um, I love him to death. We've we've still good mates now. Um, I'm the godfather to his one of his daughters, and um, you know, he's a he's a guy who, yeah, I I loved hanging around Sammy Sider, You know, there's just characters all over the Broncos. Um that you yeah, hang out like I'm still close with Macca, Josh Hoffman. Um it's really hard to choose choose one guy, but you know, if it's gonna go have a beer, it's probably Jack. Um <laughs> he's um he's he's good to have fun with and, and we get each other and there's never a dull moment. So yeah, I um the only thing I hate about him, he played for England. So, um, <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, I love him to death. And I said to him, I said, if you didn't pledge your allegiance to England, you probably you probably would have been a maroon, mate. So, yeah. um, you know, I think, um, yeah, I love him to death, and he's a good he's a good guy. If you want to build a team and build a team around bonding, yeah, Jack Reed's your man.
1: Do you know what? And isn't it you have a great connection as well, also because of what happened in your professional careers? Yeah, Jack Reed, another player who had to retire prematurely so you can really bounce off each other emotionally in that sense as well.
0: Well we yeah you that's so right. Um I mean me, me Jello and him are still very close uh, Matt Gillette and you know Jillo's had the same reason. Um mm. so it's yeah we've got something in common that you know we didn't want to have in common but it's it's definitely a good learning curve for us all and um, it makes it a lot, a lot easier when you know one of us are doing it tough. If we miss the game a little bit here and there, I, I wouldn't say that any of us miss it. I think we miss the. I, w- I think we miss the you know enjoying each other's company at training. But uh, I don't. I definitely don't miss getting injured. Yeah. I definitely don't miss the pre seasons. I definitely don't miss things like that.
1: <laughs> now, 2011, you played three tests for Australia as well. Now, I, I hate dwelling on this in 2012. The rugby league world is at your feet and. You suffer one of the most horrific injuries in the game—a compound fracture of your lower leg—in round four of 2012. Um, was it a Gerard? Was it a why a why me moment? Did you say to yourself, "Why me?"
0: Oh, there were times. There were times where you know, obviously, me being young, um, asking a lot of questions. Yeah, well, you know, definitely why me. But I think I was on my matured, um, and I've been through some tough times. Uh, so you know, things don't things weren't easy, but you know, I wouldn't be—I uh, definitely wouldn't be the guy/person I am today. I wouldn't—I definitely wouldn't be in the avenues I have and, and what I do in my world now. I don't think I'd have my son. I don't know if I'd be with my partner. Um, so these things happen, and these things happen for a reason. And yes, it, it, it is sucky that I had the bow out of the game. That you know I did, but in saying that, I did so much in such a short amount of time. Yeah not a lot of people get to do and, and I'm not gonna you know, who am I to also whinge about, you know, having that part of my life and yeah, it got taken away from me. But there's so many more worse people off in the world. So there is there has been times but I'm I'm so I'm I'm blessed with what I have. Uh and you know, I've got my health like I said, I've got I've got a little family, uh I'm I've got good friends and uh, I've got a I've got a great career that I'm following now. So there was times, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it happened uh, because I wouldn't be the man I am today.
1: Who got you through those early years, those early days, I should
0: say, Gerald? Oof, um, there was a lot of soul searching uh, for a long time there because um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know who to lean on, and also I was, you know, for me, I was a strong person in my family. I was a guy who everyone asked help um, because, of, because of the stature of, and what I was doing in, in rugby league and, and my professional field so it was hard to reach out to to anyone at first because I didn't want to become, I didn't want to be seen as weak um, so you know it was really hard for me to talk to my mum or my grandparents and that was really the first time I ever had that problem so um, I think it was more or less firstly it was, it was my teammates you know and that's probably why I talk so highly of those guys I, I named before because they were all there. They all they've all they've all been a part of my uh, you know rehabilitation and um, yeah I, I, I mean I talk about Anthony uh, Griffin uh, as well. Hook, I mean um, he he's a big, he was a huge part of uh, you know why I got the opportunity to give everything I could at the Broncos before I called it a day. Um, you Not know, that much, you know. There's a lot of people inside. And behind closed doors that helped me at the Broncos that I thank to this day. That I don't know. I don't know if, I, if if I didn't have those people, I'm not sure if I'd be here. And that's. I know that sounds pretty dawning, but that's that's the cold hard truth of it. I could have. It could have been so much worse um, because I did lose everything at such a young age.
1: Yeah, and you've, you like you said, you, you hit the nail on the head. You crammed so much into a really early life in rugby league, and and I think you know, at some stages it does give you a little bit of comfort that you got to play in a maroon jersey as a 21 year old and people still remember that oh, i mean i do i i remember it like it was yesterday now what's life like for Jarrell Yao Ye today tell us what you're doing you're brekkie radio you're a father you're you're a husband what else is happening you're working in communities
0: yeah i, I do a lot i do a lot actually um yeah i have my own breakfast show on triple a murray country which yep. is you know a, a great station here that's been uh, been been around for a while and um yeah i actually absolutely love it um uh, Ranger Stacy's my co-host, which is really <laughs> cool for me because obviously I grew up on Totally Wild, so um, it's it's really weird to look across the uh, desk every day and and see me run the board and Herbie on the other side. It's um it's very very weird, but I I thoroughly enjoy that part of my job. I never thought I'd be in this in in radio, but I but I I, I love it dearly. Um, I work for Den and Kemp as well in. In uh, in bloke in a bar, um, and I, I'm the on-premise rep for Queensland for for the beer. So yeah, that's a different avenue, and I never thought I'd do that. But like I said, I I, I love challenges, and you can tell, you know, with my career um, and and what I did achieve, I like taking things head on, and yeah, and, and I'm a I'm, I'm a father. I, I do I've got a lot of other things I do as well. I call for ABC on the week. There's, I do a lot, but I need to stay busy because that's just the type of person I am. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest, the biggest part of my life now is obviously, uh, making a life for my, making a great life for my, my wife and my son and, um, make, making sure that he gets everything that, you know, in a, in a, in a humbling way that I didn't have that, that can give him the best opportunity to be, you know, uh, the best person he can be. So. Those are the things I I do, and honestly, I love every job that that, that I have, and um, I I take them full-on, head-on every time.
1: Yeah, that's great stuff. It's it's great to hear. I love your outlook. I love your positive outlook. I love your connection to your family as well. It's outstanding. And I'd like to add as well, still today, and I'm only saying this because I've got you on there, you're still one of my favourite Queensland players. I love how much you also give back to the game through communities you have over the year. It's a career that rose to some amazing heights, Jarrell, very early, and you left a legacy that I believe many would be proud of. Gerald Yoye, thanks for joining us on Queensland Origin Legends, The Untold Stories.
0: My pleasure, gentlemen. It's, it's honestly, the game's given me so much. Um, so, you know, it's only right that I return the favour in, in some way and somehow. So thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, absolutely. Proudly brought to you by armorex by Franklin Security Screens with strength and looks. See you next week.
2: Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, The Untold Stories.